How does your cat wake you up? Yeah. (laughs) What's your cat doing right now? So silly, (laughs) but I do. I love this cat. I'm obsessed. I I know, and I can't stop. Like, I just can't. I can't stop. You know, paying attention to her. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just I talk to her all day, and like, and she's just always around me. I mean, you were saying your cat doesn't follow you around your house. My cat, like does she can't stand it when we're apart but she doesn't like me enough to let me touch her she's just like i want to like like last like whenever i sit on the couch she runs to the couch and then she sits right behind my head and then i try and pull her on my lap and she's like nope and she jumps back up yeah it's so it's so like they uh, piper's similar (laughs) like she she wants to be around me but like on her terms it's always on her terms i mean that's the difference between cats and dogs like or that's one of the many i just am marveling all the time i'm like god you're just it's an entirely different like cats don't want you to rub their belly like at all (laughs) dogs dogs are just like oh the more but you can't like rub them hard you know like dogs you can just be like (laughs) yeah and uh yeah, it's just fascinating. It is fascinating. As a, someone who's only had dogs their entire life, I'm just like, you're so, I'm so curious about you. <laughs> you're such an interesting creature. So I've only had cats my whole life. Um, yeah. I had, um, I, my dad got me my first kitty when I was five, Buttercup. And Buttercup slept with me every single night. Buttercup was like such a like, um, a supplicant. Like a lover. A supplicant. Like, he was yeah. just, <laughs> he was mine. Um, but yeah, I've only had cats. We, do you like dogs? You know, I really do. I just know, you know, that um, if I can't keep houseplants alive, then I will never keep a dog alive. Um, oh, yeah. No, yeah. I know why I you can't it. have a dog. I mean. No, I love. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? I just well, we've love them so much. We've never seen a dog so together. We've like never. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're right, Laura. You've never We've seen never a dog. dog. You've never together. seen me. You've never seen me around a dog. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um. I mean, I'm. I kind of love animals fiercely. Mm-hmm. I, I would say I'm. Um, I would say I. I my, the order of operations is animals, old people, babies, and then you know, and then f- five five year olds to. 65 year olds I'm like no, no, that, hold on <laughs> old people are not 66 um no they just <laughs> no but I mean let me I, I, like I dead. have a like my 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 love for things goes like my love for things is um or my attraction to things and my heart you know my heart like um my heart connection to things or like is um like based on uh vulnerability <laughs> Yeah. Like that's why I would love. Like I, I can so see you owning a dog one day because they're just like. Oh, I can too. Like, I'm going to have yes ever. There's that show. Have you seen that preview for that movie about like man's best friend or something? It's like this preview for 
this movie where the like where the like where the relationship between man and dog started, oh, and I, I just started crying the whole time. I mean, I just like dances yeah. with wolves, like anything where there's oh, an animal I was feature. Just thinking that, <laughs> like, that movie slayed me because. For the many wolf, reasons, but I know, right? But the wolf, wolf when the when the wolf oh. in the end, and they're shooting the wolf, I just can't. I mean, I die every time. I can't. I'm like starting to cry thinking about it right now. But yeah, I would say like I have a I, like I have. Um, I used to I used to work with uh, with kids who had autism and um, fetal alcohol syndrome, mm-hmm. and I would say like like you, you know I just have this like fierce 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 attraction towards um, towards yeah, towards the people obviously. that need. Um, society's protection the most and um yeah is that what it is yeah (laughs) yeah totally what is an eight um an eight well what are they like there's they have all kinds of like general names but i mean basically you're very um powerful you have a lot of presence um you hold on i want to um find what like the common what one is that called what's the title of that one that's what i'm that's what i'm finding oh okay, oh, the okay. challenger yeah. challenger challenger yeah uh. um i totally i've i think that's where i've decided that you are interesting i have lots of eight in my life mm-hmm. interesting which one are you seven what's seven seven we're adjacent the the name varies um like the, the the title but um the enthusiast is one title that makes sense um busy variety seeking spontaneous versatile acquisitive scattered does that sound familiar <laughs> <laughs> no it does but you're very enthusiastic i mean but you also like are enthusiastic like the name is yeah. very apropos yeah you're a very, very ha- like, like a very you are very like it at first I didn't understand that about you like that you because it takes me a lot to get um excited <laughs> and interested about things and you just have this natural excitement about um everything, everything. <laughs> yes yeah yes yeah, totally yeah yeah and it's a quality I you, deeply takes, admire well, yeah no it does take you a lot but oh that's the god yes thing. you're skeptical first yes but when you have interest in things there is a tremendous amount of force and power behind that yeah. interest right yeah. and yeah. totally fight for underdogs yeah um yeah I'll read it read it a little bit more but remember I, the first I, time you wanted to do my you made me do it and I was like fuck you I hate being typed I hate your stupid enneagram you got so mad at me I, <laughs> I was like I'm not doing it it's ridiculous I'm not going to pigeonhole me. I've been so loving it though. Like Meadow and I have been geeking out about it on path for um, almost two months and we're just going to keep going because people are getting so much out of it. Yeah. Um, well, it makes, I mean, really, it, I'm coming around to it. Any, yeah. Yeah. I think you, I, now that I like, I mean, you, it's kind of like you have to decide what you are, but I think you're an eight. Um, I have taken it so many times and I helps me a lot. What? Yeah. 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 No, I get, I totally get what you just said. It does. It does Mm -hmm. help. Um, I, but I, I also register really high in like four of them. And, um, and I also have had experiences. Why is there experience or a reason for that? Because every type is like a triad. Like it, like you have, well, there's, there's 
several reasons for it. One is like you're always you, you like you could be an eight with a nine wing or an eight with a seven wing. Like you're gonna very easily go to one or the other that's closest to your number. Mm-hmm. And I would say you're probably nine eight with a seven wing, not an eight oh, with seven. a nine. The What's nine the nine peacemakers? Oh yeah, I'm not that. <laughs> <laughs> My mom is that. Like very docile, like everything yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of like that's it's not you at all. But I can totally see seven in you. And then um and then it's also every number is a triad. So you are you go to certain numbers in stress or in growth. Mm. And eights go to two, which are help like and this is very vague, yeah. obviously, what I'm saying. But twos go to eights go to two, which is help or they're helpers. Mm-hmm. Like they want to be of service, they want to help. Um and they also go Where do they go when they're in times of stress? Um, hold on wait, one second. I gotta pull up my little diagram. My this guess is, is they go to some sort of like a hedonistic state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, is, is there a picture of a gremlin eating a chocolate bar? Two and five. That's right. You go to five. And Which is fives. I can also see a lot of five in you. Fives are very cerebral. They are um, the most introverted type. Huh. Um, we both go to five, which yeah. is really interesting. Um, yeah. I completely can see it. Well, that's where um, we have a lot of our shared. I think like it's interesting because we probably both met each other in our five state, right? Like that was kind of where our common ground was. Yeah, I think so. Because we both like, I think we met ourselves in our five and, and just eights and sevens. Like we both move very fast. Like mm-hmm. that's like both types that like are, um, I don't know how to describe it other than say we move fast, like we're quick. Yeah. You know, I think we both are like that. And we both have this like really want to understand things. We um, want like we're kind of no bullshit. Yeah. Um, That's what fives are. And so it's fascinating. Like it's helped me a lot just to understand because the, the main thing is like it helps you really understand other, I mean, it's different than Myers-Briggs or any other sort of personality test for one, because it's like dates back to Babylon. <laughs> so it's not like something we've <laughs> to developed Babylonian in like times. the 20th century, you know, that <laughs> yeah. we just came out. It's like not a flat sort of like personality test that yeah. like sort of stamps people. It's definitely more of a spiritual path. And yeah. it just shows you like where you kind of split off, like where your person, how your personality is shaped around this one sort of thing that you are constantly seeking yeah. that you need in a sort of way that you view the world. And um, it's, it totally explains why like you and I could have the same behaviors, but for to- two totally different reasons. Yeah, you know? That's so smart. You're so smart. Yeah. Um, I love it. Anyway, oh, I had a question that came out of it. What is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is your uh, Myers Briggs though? Do you know it? I don't remember. Mm. I think it is. I know it's, and I bet it would test differently now than when I did before. Mine has never tested differently. I've been taking it since I was eighteen. I've taken it like seven times. Um, I'm an ENFJ, and I'm I'm barely an E. Um, but right, I know that that was the case for me too. Yeah. Like barely. Yeah, yeah. E and then N is what? Intuitive. Yes, I always had that too. Mm-hmm. F feeling. Feeling. I'm always thinking. Isn't that weird? No, it's not. You're a thinker. Are you kidding? T. Um, you you were definitely a thinker. Think about it. My our reactions. I know it's funny because I never think because I have such a um. Like I, I, 
You need to um, think about things. Whenever something comes up, I don't need to think about it. You need to think of it. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. That's because yeah. you, eights are also gut-centered. Like that's your <laughs> yes, primary feeling. driver. You're like, you just feel it in your gut. And yes. sevens are one of the mind types. Yeah. <laughs> it was just yeah. curious for me to listen because I'm also emotional, you know? So I, I don't know. Yeah. It, well, so, you okay. have. It doesn't mean you don't have a gut sense. It just means one is I, one is dominant. No one leads. Yeah, right. And, so um, F, and then F, F is feeling, and J is judgmental. Versus what? What's the other one? I only know J. J. Uh, and, where and P. F. P. Perceiving. Yes. So perceiving. I don't remember right. what I was on that. I'd be interested to know what yours is. I bet it's J. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's interesting because it's also the I mean, and this is why like there's a there's a, a decent amount of um pride around what um my my four letters are. Just because it's like it's like Martin Luther King and it's like uh Daenerys Targaryen is an ENFJ. Um and Daenerys Targaryen is for those of you that don't watch Game of Thrones multiple times, um, she's the breaker of chains. And you know, it's just like I don't know. I love this stuff because it's um, you know, not to, like it's I love the like um I love it and I hate it because I hate the fact that like I, I had an experience where I was in a car with um with somebody and he was a huge Enneagram he was in the recovery business and a huge Enneagram person and he was trying to figure out my number and was just already making assumptions about like already, you know, making assumptions about me. And Yeah, that's not helpful. Well, it's not. And it's also not very, you know, and also I think it has to be like fluid. I think we have to realize, you know, like we're all like, I mean, we're all the things, you know, humans want to like, you know, the DSM five is a great, it's a, a great analogy to this is like the DSM five, you know, we, we split people up and type them into like, you know, mental illnesses and, um, and that's not yeah. the human. I mean, and they're human, we're human, you know, and we're kind of all of right. it. Um, but I think it's interesting to be able, like, I think there's the, like anything, it's a tool and a weapon, you know, and I think that it can be, yes. you know, well, we like to categorize things. And yes. I think the Meadow has a teacher, um, Russ Hudson, who wrote like a bunch of the Enneagram books, and he said it really well. Um, she went to like a thing with him and he said, this is if this is not being used and if I'm not teaching you in a way that this is used to help you love yourself more yeah. and to love other people more, then I'm doing it wrong and you're doing it wrong. Like yeah. it's not to like put people in boxes or to like stereotype people. It's really to understand like how to work you, with them and how, how to, to work with yeah. and how to yeah. work with other people. Yeah. I think um, that's so Do you right. want to hear some famous eights? Yes, I do. Can I also hear some famous sevens? Um, Franklin D. Roosevelt, Winston Church- Churchill, Winston um, Churchill, uh huh, okay. Martin Luther King Jr. Mm, isn't that interesting? Yeah, but there, uh, but um, there are strong correlations between Myers Briggs types and Enneagram. Uh, uh, Ernest Hemingway, Pablo Picasso, all dudes. What the fuck? Oh, Aretha Franklin, Queen okay. Latifah, Courtney Love, uh, Christy Hind. Ooh, that's cool. Pretenders. I don't know. Pink. Oh, okay. Pink, huh? Mm-hmm. Who are some famous uh, sevens? West. Okay, famous sevens. Well, <clears throat> you know what's what's kind of creepy is Rob Bell is a seven, um, and huh. we share the same birthday. Really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so weird. So creepy. <laughs> um, other type sevens, famous sevens are 
the 14th Dalai Lama. <laughs> I, don't, I have to look at what that means. Fuck yeah. Ben Franklin, Amelia mm. Earhart, mm. T- um, JFK, mm. Joe Biden, yeah. uh, Richard, Richard Branson, um, Chuck Berry, Elton John, Mick Jagger, Miley Cyrus, Britney Spears, Katy Perry. What the fuck? I'm like, you're a pop, pop star. Pop star. <laughs> Jim Carrey. No surprise. Robin Williams. No surprise. So you can see like that. Type yeah, of, yeah, 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 yeah. I can. So. Well, they're like, um, you know, kind of poetic as well, you know? <clears throat> yeah. But very like outwardly sort of um, charismatic. They're like known for being like the sort of Peter Pan types, <laughs> like forever children, mm-hmm. uh, which can obviously go in a bad direction or it can go in a good direction. Didn't um, Robin Williams play Peter Pan? He did. Yes. In Hook. He sure did. Okay. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess this fits into into our our show because it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah, think something is that okay? So it's our favorite things right now, F- shit that we're interested in right now, stuff like that. Yeah, so okay. we decided to do a thing that about our favorite things, that shit that we love right now. Um, Great, and we didn't prepare for it, so it's all kind of like off the cuff, which is the best. Did you have anything you want to announce? Um, if you can, please rate us on iTunes. We will keep asking for it and asking for it and asking for it. It helps us so much. Please take a minute. It just it takes just a minute, um, and it it helps us and it supports um, the show so much. Yes. If you, I want to promote one little thing. If you're in Boston on January thirteenth, it's a Tuesday. No, I'm lying. January sixteenth uh, is a Tuesday. I will be speaking at. Uh, none other than the Harpoon Brewery um, for, I know, for Mike Lewis um, uh, is coming out with this book called When to Jump. And I, my essay about jumping careers is in there along with 40 other people. And I'm speaking at Harpoon Brewery with him. And I did warn them that I'm sober and I might say things about how dumb drinking is. And they said, okay. <laughs> uh, I know. So I'm I like, think it's great. Is- yeah, it's great. It's going to be me and Mike and the founder of Harpoon on a on a panel. That's awesome. That's going to be yeah, fun. Yeah, so tickets are should still be, be available. The first 150 tickets get a free signed beer? copy of the book. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for a ticket you do get beer. You get pretzels. Uh, so. Awesome. Cool. Come hang with me. So support like um, being sober at Harpoon. Oh, my God. It's funny. I was laughing with – um, my ex husband, because we used to live in Southie, which is in the part of Boston where the Harpoon Brewery is and had many, there's this thing called Harpoon Fest, which is just a, you know, big sloppy beer festival. And over the years we went to so many of them and it was just such a gross, it was not even fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. It's like you just get in this stupid tent with too many other people and you buy overpriced tokens to get overpriced beers and you just get drunk and we did we went so many of those times and like um i went to so many of them and just would like stumble home and those were always just the sloppiest sloppiest night so it'll be really funny to go back there (laughs) 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 like oh wow this place is kind of cool or maybe it's like not at all like i remembered I think that's awesome. I love going back to these old places, you know, and kind of recreating them. I think that's one of my favorite parts. 
Totally. Me too. Okay. Favorite things. Um, first. Okay. All right. Yeah. Before we start, I want to talk about something. Um, and I'm sure everybody here wants to know, um, where the fuck, what's happening with you and Instagram? Can we talk about it? Because I don't even know. Like you wanted to take a break from it. I see you on Facebook. So it's not a social media break. It's an Instagram break. Like what can we talk? Can we be honest about? Yeah, totally. I can't take a break from Facebook really because I lead groups there. Yeah, Um, you lead your bit. Your bit part of your business uses Facebook. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Part of my business relies on Instagram too. And I um. It's that's scary to get off in that way to get off of it. For that I can't reason. believe you've like, been gone. I know I, that's what I'm thinking too. So can we talk about so, it? Yeah. So one, I just noticed at the end of the year that not even at the end of the year. I mean, I noticed a lot of times throughout last year that I was just on it all the time, mm-hmm. and that I, um, like you know, first thing when I wake up and like 20 fucking thousand times during the day. And I got into this like compare and despair cycle where I just, I just kept feeling like smaller and smaller or like tighter and tighter around that, you know, like I started to see things and it was just like, I don't, it's, it wasn't helpful for me to, and I, and for what, whatever part of my brain is doing that or whatever part of my psyche is doing that, I couldn't just like not do it. Um, And it turned into something else. Like I just got into this like comparison thing, you know, about like how all of it, like how this is gross. I don't like talking about this, by the way, but but I'm glad we are like how many likes I'm getting and how many followers I have. And like, I just never, I don't want it to be, I don't want it to be like that. And I don't want to be in that race. Like, and I didn't know how to just take myself out of it. Whereas before it was like for a long time, I mean, there's, there was always that element of it because I'm competitive and I'm, um, it does have like a super addictive quality to it. But I also really, I mean, that's how we met. I also have had like amazing connections and I, it's how I stay connected to a lot of the sober community and just community in general. It's led to conversations with people like, that have been on the show, it's led to a lot of really good things, but I, and I get to share my art on it. Like yeah, I share your words, I write, you, yes. my poems and pictures. And the way you see the world. And the way I life. see the world. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it, that part was becoming smaller and the other part was becoming bigger and that mm-hmm. felt really bad to me. And then I also am in this place where I'm in this, I'm, I just kept hearing, like, just turn in, you know, like I, well, this, this started to happen too. I would notice that everything that was going on in my life, I would think about it in terms of like an Instagram story. Like I couldn't have a moment with my daughter without like fucking thinking about it in terms of Instagram or anything. And I hate that. Like, I don't want to experience my life that way. I already do that in terms of writing. Like there's always this other voice of like, oh, you could write about that or could, you know, this is like good material. And I have this other voice of going, Ooh, it could be Instagrammed. And I don't like, no, mm -mm, I don't want that. And so, and I'm writing this book and I, I, a lot of people that we know are public, have published books or have books that are coming out or getting book deals. And I would just see this stuff on Instagram. And I 
it would shut me down. And I didn't want to feel that way either. Yeah. Like for many reasons, I don't, I don't want to feel that way. So I took a break. I decided to tap out, um, like maybe January or December 15th or something. And I just keep finding myself not wanting to go back. (laughs) I'm surprised it's gone on this long. I get it. I mean, I totally get it. Um, for me, it gets to a point where it's just a fever pitch, like where it just doesn't feel good. And then I'm, I don't like, it's just, I have such a, I have, there's so many fever pitch is a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, I've, there's so many for me, I had to take a break when, um, there was this time when Glennon posted something and said, if you're not following Laura McCowan, you know, something, and then you got like, I was in Italy and I always felt really disconnected when I was in Italy. I don't know if I've ever told you this. Um, yeah, okay. About it. Yeah. And I was in Italy, which already makes me feel disconnected and like I'm not doing my job. And then I'm sitting there in a hotel room and I'm just watching your, you know, people responding and connecting with you and you're, you got like 4,000 followers in like a day or two days. And I'm just, um, and I'm sitting there watching it and I just I lost my shit. And mm-hmm. I went into my story about not being likable and everything I would post just felt like it was I mean, I would post something and it would get like, you know, like two hundred likes and nobody would be able to interact with it. And then you'd post something and then, you know, like people would be like, Praise Jesus, like that's the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> right. I mean, and it's like it ridiculous. was just right, but yeah. um, but it wasn't ridiculous because it was also I mean, like for me that was just a like it was such a it was such a um it's not about Instagram or the social media aspect. It's about my story. And I had a really long I, I called Meadow and I was just like, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. Like I just don't know why this is paralyzing me and why I mean I stayed up all night. I was in Sorrento and I was sitting in a room literally ten feet from the beach and like ju- no, it was on the beach. My like I just like sitting in my window looking at the fucking Mediterranean and like reading Instagram and refreshing and refreshing. And it was well, I know you know, and I it was just this like um and I had to take and I and that was and I was like, I can't do this. Like I can't put myself yeah. in a position where this is where this is important and and exactly. and this is you know, and um and I just and I stopped and I went to I went to Naples the next day and I just got off of my Instagram, my work Instagram, and then I went to my personal one and I just started posting pictures of my life and things mm-hmm. that I enjoyed and just like, I was just like I can't do this. But it has been I mean, it's really hard and I, I find like if I'm forcing it I have to leave it. And I you know, it's like the consuming, you know, I like I just don't I don't know. I don't I haven't my problem isn't really falling into to the like social media rabbit hole like it's just not a thing that makes Mm -hmm. me um it's not a thing I do it's not like I mean I do it but it's not like my it's not my biggest cross to bear um I just don't I don't have enough time to fucking you know spend countless hours on fucking Instagram well Um, I don't either that's why but I was still doing it right but that's (laughs) not but it's a different I don't have that thing that's not my particular thing yeah I just am not it's not it doesn't appeal to me it doesn't actually like spike my dopamine or cause me you know what I mean I just don't I don't go down that rabbit hole but um, the rabbit hole I do go down is like getting into periods where I'm just like, I can't say anything that, that feels I'm not being myself. I'm trying to say mm-hmm. something. I'll go into the like it works for me and it feels good for me. And I, it's where I'm at right now when I what I'm posting and what I'm saying is actually a reflection of me. And it's not in order to 
get something. And then when I go down, when it doesn't work for me and when I have to pull back and turn away from it is when I'm looking for things to say just to get something. And that's a very fine, that's a really, and it's always, and it's usually like cyclic, it's very cyclical for me. Um, and so it's like, it's the, it's the, I can make myself feel awful and, and, and defective. Like there's just times where I'm like, what's wrong with me? I used to be able to say things that were engaging. Now I can't say something that's engaging. And that's when it's supposed to be fun. But it's so like, it is fun for me to like actually, you know, share my life and my thoughts and use it as a plat, like use it as a microphone in order to, to, to get words out that I want to share. But, um, Mm -hmm. but I have to like really monitor it and I've had to take, you know, breaks, but my breaks have never, my breaks have been like a week and then I'm like, okay, I can do this again. But you're, this is, I was, it's, um, it's impressive. It's, it's really impressive that you've been off it for about a month and, um, I miss you. (laughs) I'm like, where's, I know I've had a lot of people, it's funny. I've had a lot of people email me and stuff. I, I mean, let's also just call this out. I mean, you, have pretty far surpassed me like in terms of following and that it's been that way for a long time and I'm very aware of that too and it hurts sometimes you know yeah I get it it just I, hurts I don't I so I you've done it's we've the role has been reversed and I know it hurts a lot because it feels like we're doing the same thing um right know? and I don't and 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 like there's two ways to go about that it's like I could fight harder <laughs> you know and like then I'm doing it for the wrong reasons and not why I liked it to begin with anyway. Yeah. Or, and I could just stay in that, like on the, the hamster wheel is what it started to feel like. Or I could just not participate for a while. Yeah. And there's scary, there's really scary parts of that too. But I, I have to believe, like, I just keep, um, I have to believe, well, I know that like, that's not what we're fucking doing here anyway. You well, know, remember and- when Glennon said, she's like, She's she's talking about when we on the last episode, she's like, I mean, like there's mothers who worry whose kids, you know, every day when they send their kids off to school, their kids might not come home. There's mothers that go through that. And I'm sitting here and going, (gasps) Facebook, (gasps) Instagram, you know, and it is such a pointless mother fucking fuck. It's just like it's so pointless. And for me, like. I'll go out and I'll look and I'll be like, it's crazy to me that like, it's crazy. I I look at the Kardashians. Like I've looked at like, um, I looked at Khloe Kardashians the other day. I don't follow their Mm -hmm. stuff, but it's somebody, she was in a suggested video and I was like, she's got, I don't know, like, like, let's say 1 billion followers. And, um, and it's like, (laughs) and right. And, and most of the stuff that she's posting is a, is a thing that none of us, I mean, it's, it's not realistic. It's so absolutely. And, and I'm not saying, I'm not trying to it's like. It's not the world that the rest of us live in is what you no, mean. No. And oh. it's not exactly. No. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. Okay. And it's okay. not, I mean, she is important, but I'm just like, it's not, imp- it's not, this is not important. Yeah. Why we're, why we all flock to that and, and are mesmerized by it is not real. Well, oh my God. And I have to add this because you just made me remember, like, this is a big part of it too, is that Alma's at the age where she is, she's, I mean, she grew up on technology. Um, she like knew how to use an iPhone when she was like two, but she, there's lots of little apps now for kids too, like Musical.ly and like um, a couple others. And we're really kind of vigilant about what she can use and what she can't. But she, 
there's a thing where like she watches a lot of YouTubers because they talk about like I I make sure I care like I pay attention to what she's watching. There's some that are um they talk about cool stuff like interesting stuff like they're science related or like they teach them a little something, but there's some that are just fucking kids um that have become it's almost like the Truman show like their lives have just and, and entire families where all they are d- doing is is youtubing their life and it's and Alma started to get she starts to ask me like are you going to put that on Instagram how many likes did you get how many what are people saying and it was like oh no <laughs> I can't do no. this like it feels so bad to have her at eight years old be thinking that way, you know? And I realized like, she just sees me do it all the time. You know, like when we're laying in bed at night, one of the last things I used to do is just scroll through Instagram and she would look and ask me like, who's that or what's that? And sometimes we would talk about it, but then she would see that I'd post a picture of her and I, and she would want to like, look at it and read it and see how many likes there were. And she's really interested in that. And it just, that feels It's such a natural thing, though, if you think about it. It's like we've been able to quantify how much people like us or don't like us and how much. Have you seen Black Mirror? Yes, I've seen that episode. (gasps) Have you? Oh, my God. I know. I I know. I've been thinking about that the whole time. And so So, I think I get it and I really applaud it and I I appreciate it. And I'm glad we can talk about it. Um, I mean, it is like for me, like it's at the end of the day, it's this. I wouldn't be on social media if I didn't have to be on social media. Like I fucking hate it. Like I don't use my personal Facebook page. I don't use my like I hate Twitter. I've tried. I'm like, I'm just not either. I can't do it. I'm not like I hate it. Fuck Twitter. But like I but this is I mean, I do have a message to share and I do have an audience like that I that I want to I want to change I want to affect culture and I want to affect I want to affect great change and I do want to use the microphone that I have and and that I'm grateful for I am so grateful for that and you and I both have a great platform we do and and it's like I mean between the podcast and between our own social media accounts and our blogs and you know we we both are able to reach people and and the effects of that are not I mean, they're, they're absolutely important and, and we're not alone in this, but I, <clears throat> but I do think it's important to recognize the fact that, you know, people need, they, like the stuff that, that we put out and our friends put out and that the, and that they in turn then go and put out, right? About, about oh, their struggles is such a, you know, we use the microphone to kind of tear off the cloak and to show that, uh, no, life does not look like a fucking, you know, Kardashian episode, but like that is not, that is not real. Um, you know, what we've, what, like the images that we're being shown are not real. And what we, you know, I think that's like, it's just, it's such an, I think it's such an important thing to say that we're actually, you know, using the motherfucker to burn it down, you know, to burn itself down. Like that's, that's how I do feel that I'm using it. And I do like, I think that like, it's a fine line because I, you know, I mean, there's parts like I, you know, I post like I posted about when I got Juvederm, you know, all up in my face and um, which I'm going to do forever, by the way. And like, you know, like and that's where I'm at. It's not because I think everyone should get fucking Juvederm. It's because I finally got over, you know, my ass and my cellulite and my knees to an extent. And now all I can think about is my fucking saggy, wrinkly face. And like, it's not meant <laughs> to know. be like everyone should do Juvederm. It's like meant to be like. 
it's my battle of it's my own battle of 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 self worth and living in a in a mm-hmm. you know like I just read Ruby Warrington's book Material Girl Mystical World and or no Mystical Oh God Material Girl Mystical World Yeah No You World. Said It Right I think Yeah and um and it's just like drawing the you know finding the the finding the comfort between finding my place in a world that values so much on how I present and, and having that embedded in me, you know, not just from my lifetime, but from thousands and thousands of years of women's worth being about how they look and it's, and dealing with yep. those two very real things and, and not being apologetic for the fact that I feel a little self-conscious that I have, you know, not even self-conscious, hateful and disgusting, you right. know, that my, my fucking crepey skin is becoming crepier and, you know, and so yeah. it's just like it's uh anyway, it's it's interesting. No, I get it. And, and yeah. it's but it's but it also is, you know, I mean it's it's interesting. It's one of these things that I think um is like an evolving conversation. Um yeah. and I you know, I I know I'll be back at some point, but I'm not I promised myself I'm not going to go back because I feel like I should or because I'm afraid, you know. I think that's of smart. not being on there. Yeah. Like I'll go back when I feel like I'm ready for it and I can handle it. And honestly, for a while, just couldn't, like my skin was too thin and it still feels that thin. And I'm, you know, there's also like, I don't know, I'm lucky <laughs> trying to be more in my physical world. Like we were laughing the other day because I FaceTimed you and I was like, baking a cake, was like, making dinner. <laughs> Put, yeah. And just, no, I mean, you're, you're, you're also in, you're very clearly in this space where you're, where you're, you're going through something like that's just, I mean, obviously, um, mm-hmm. and, um, it's, a, I mean, it's, it's hard to grow up. It's hard to grow up, um, when you share your life. Um, it's hard, you know what I mean? Like it's, I think it's a hard thing to reconcile. Um, and I mean, you're, you're so, you're in this, this thing that I'm trying to figure out what it is. Um, me too. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck is happening to you? Um, that's great. Yeah. Okay. So how, what are, um, some of the, favorite music things that you're jamming on lately well wait first of all what are we doing we're we, we decided we wanted to do this because we wanted to do something fun <laughs> and we love talking about like yeah we love talking about this stuff and i we don't never know, do I it on hearing, the show right i like, love hearing the shit that people are into yeah yeah so i am into right now i've been into slowly getting into it's kind of interesting like a year and a half ago two years ago when i was moving to la um I ended up with when I was driving um down there I ended up um I guess like um there were like you know do you know who Spotify is like the weekly um what Discover. is it yes the the Discover weekly um and I ended up with something and it was, I can't remember who the artist was. It was, um, it was a song called Confessions and it was just, it was like this beautiful like jazz composition, like new, like this like mm. newer recent jazz composition. And, um, and then it just kind of led me down this like, I don't know, it just led me into this like, um, rabbit hole of jazz music. And so of like newer jazz music. So right now, um, I'm super into, um, I guess, uh, Kamasi Washington is probably my first. Um, so good. But then we'll have also, to put all these up. Too. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. Okay. Um, actually, no, it won't because I don't have time to go through and find all the links. Um, well, no, we have, we have we have we have oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for that. <laughs> That's right. 
do have people for that. Um, yeah. So Kamasi Washington is one of my favorite. Nina Simone. Um, I've been kind of going through mm-hmm. her whole catalog. Um, I'm a little obsessed with right now. Um, the Floating Points. Um, mm. Oh, God. They're so good. Um, let me actually get like my whole list. I'll read them all off. Um, yeah, I'm mostly just listening to, and I wouldn't even say it's jazz. It's kind of like this, um, it's fusion like the, stuff. Yeah, it's, I would say that's a really, thank you, fusion. My brain's not working. Um, I have incredibly good taste in music and I can't really, um, I also, I can't really speak about it, um, intelligently. <laughs> I know. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I have like extensively good taste and tarot, like, and, and I'm terrible at explaining why, um, or what it is. Um, well, yeah. It's like- you're like, oh, what? Why do you? What do you think God is, or what do you believe in God? You're like, uh, I don't know. Just, uh, just do. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, there's this song called "Faking Jazz Together." I'm obsessed with by Conan Moccasin. Um, who else? Um, so oh, funny. I walked logged into Spotify, and they have a station called State of Jazz. Really interesting. <laughs> yeah, and this is all stuff that's just like actually been only brought to me through the algorithm. Um that is my taste in music. Mm-hmm. So it's like I love that because I love that whole thing about Spotify because it's just like the more I get into it, the more I like and the more I interact with it, the more it actually creates like it it oh, evolves my own taste as my taste evolves. Um there's a song called Golden Times One by Ben Lucas Boyson that I'm fucking dying over right now. Um, Just in Time by Nina Simone has been on repeat for, I don't know, the last month. Um, I I haven't done that for a long time. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, uh, there's this band called Toki Monster that I'm obsessed with. Um, yeah, Kamasi Washington. I mean, kill me. Um, who else? Hold on. Um, I went and saw a broken social scene a couple months ago and I've been way into their stuff again after a a couple years break. Yeah, I know we talked about it for a while, remember? Yes. And then I'm going to see two of my favorite, two of my favorites, um, or one of my favorites, San Furman. I love San Furman. I've tried to get you into them for a long time. No. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. Um, they're like again. I really like. I really like layered, textured, loud, yeah, intense music. Like mostly instrumental, but like inc- I love good vocals. But like I have a uh, an affinity a towards type of female vocalist, like Lord. I hate Lords. I don't like her voice. <laughs> do you hate anything like that? Yeah, I do. I actually really do. Um, I don't know what that is. Um, it's I, a certain style of female voice. It's certain, like, it's like that raspy, maybe kind of produced. I don't know. You just, I know what it is. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. Um, no, but I really like, um, like there's this song called, there's this band called, um, make, uh, it, there's a song called Federica and it's by May Think Feel Do. Oh God. What is it? Hold on. Um, say no. God, I'm terrible. Like I used to know all these when e music was. You don't have was... to list like all of the ones. Okay, okay, doing... okay. Yeah. So San Furman is really good, um, and I'm gonna go see them. Um, and then I'm also gonna go see this new band, and I still can't pronounce it, but it's called Krunenberg. No, hold on. I'm I'm gonna actually um, Krunenberg. It's a it's a um, I think it's a not Vietnamese. It's um, a Thai word, and I, or maybe it is Vietnamese. I don't know. Um, but it is, or Cambodian, 
I don't know. Um, but anyways, they're they're white people. They're from Texas, um, and they're mostly <laughs> the Cambodian band name. <laughs> yeah, awesome. no, but I think they it's there's something in it. I don't know, but um, but they have this song, and it's um, like I fe- I've been listening to the they have this song called White Gloves. I've been listening to for a really long time, but recently they came out with a song like really released it a couple months ago called Maria Tambien, um, and it's the one I sent you, the one that you were like, ooh, this makes me feel like yes. a detective, and so I'm I gonna go see one. them. They're coming to San Francisco in May. I'm going to go see them um, when they come. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's I, my, my music stuff. But mostly I would say I cannot stop listening to Nina Simone and Kamasi Washington right now. I like am so on fire Love for them. Um, what about you? What are you into? I'm, um, I'm not like way into anything particularly new right now um i feel like winter i definitely like fall back into old favorites but yeah there have been a few leaf leaf fallback it's l-e-i-f fallback i've been loving um it has a song called into the ether that i love oh my love. god i love that song yeah you sent that yeah. to me mm-hmm um, I really like him. I've been listening to him. Um, <laughs> you're gonna hate this, but I mean, I have an eight year old, so there's some Taylor there's Swift? some pop in my life. All all that actually has, um, because I've made her listen to a lot of like not on top forty music. She has great taste in music, but yes, we have been loving the new Taylor Swift album. Yeah, the new one, Reputation. It's really fucking good. It's great, and it's so fun to dance to. And she's been doing these like really involved dance routines. Um, it's so fun to watch her. Uh, I have always been someone who loves to dance. Like I love move my body in that way. I love to dance. Yeah, and I can. And she is the same. Like she was really. She's still kind of awkward, but there. Like I can start to see that she's she like knows how to move her body in that way. It's so fun. That's amazing, um, and I know, and I love it. I I lo- like that kind of music. You can dance to, and I I do love. Pop. I mean, I don't not like pop music. I actually really do love pop music. Yeah, I I I don't know. I like Taylor Swift. I think she's really good, and um, I we listen to her a lot up at the ski house because it's like the other mom that goes up there likes. It's like the music <laughs> that we can listen to that the kids like that we also will deal with you know yeah um a lot of times now it's us turning it on and um (laughs) it's she's good there's a song called are you ready for it i think it's the first one it's it's really good it's this album's like way more edgy than any of the ones she's put out before um so that i always go back to avid brothers in the winter (gasps) oh my god Uh, i was just listening to it's the beaches Oh, so I've been listening to the War on Drugs too. Um, I don't know if you ever got Mm-mm. to them. No, ironically, yeah. right? Right now, I um, I know. Right now, I for my bigger yes course, I do playlists for each week, um, which is one of my favorite things to do because um, you know, like you're like me, like music helps you get into a certain experience and like yeah. gel it in your in your mind. Um, so I go, there's a lot of, I, and I do a lot of instrumental stuff with them, not a lot of things with lyrics. Um, so I've been doing, I've been going back to that, like, which is all my things that I used when I teach um, yoga, like uh, East Forest, I love. Um, and what's the other one I want to mention? Because it's totally worth mentioning. Everything he puts out is so good. Uh, Balmaria, which um, I've 
shared a little bit with you and Pete Kuzma, K-U-Z-M-A. So mm. those are the kind of the few mm. going back and always love me some Garth Stevenson. I just oh my back. God. I was just going to say, oh my God. I was just going to say. I mean, yeah. The, I, on New Year's Day or maybe it was, yeah, it was New Year's Day. Um, or maybe it was the day after. It doesn't even matter. I went, I was so depressed. I just, I, we, I had to work, Megan and Whitney and I all met in the office and, um, I was, I just, I like walked to the ocean and like listened to Gar Stevens and cried the whole time. Um, God, his stuff, like his stuff is just so good. His stuff is the sound of my, it's like literally the sound of my breaking heart and my depression. Um, that that album flying, it's like if I need to like go deeper into like my complete mess, all I need to do is like put on like, um, like the, um, oh God, the South Sea. Oh my God. Or like Red Southern Arches. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. That one, his music is really special. His music is so special. That one song, um, I think it's Horizon. I don't even know. Yes. Like the, um, I played at the, a lot of classes. There was, Perfect. there was one song that I listened to when I was in Rome the first time and it was just the sound of like, of of the of like the world breaking around me, I don't know. But anyways, yes. Is Garth it love Stevens. story? No, love. That's the song that I play when I want to miss. Like when I miss Rome, it reminds me of like the river. <laughs> like yeah. I pretend I'm a seagull flying over like the river. Um, I used to do this one Kundalini practice where I would like it made you. They made you fly, and it's like now you're flying over a river. And I was like, and I would always like put that song on because it was like a key in the class, and I would fly, and I would pretend I'm a seagull, and that I was flying over the river. Um, oh my god. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. Love it. Yes. Okay. That's enough. Um, books. So books are you into? What books are you reading? What's going on with books? Um, I mean I have a I have a bunch, but I'll just do the couple that have been my favorites. Um, so not as to overwhelm everybody. The, the my favorite book of last year was Samantha Irby's book, um, We Are Never Meeting in Real Life. Uh it just I just keep thinking about it. It's so funny. It's uh I usually like I haven't been able to really read memoir too well while I'm writing one. Um, but hers is I mean essentially memoir. It's a it's essays, uh, memoir type essays. And it was just so um fucking funny. Like she it made me laugh so hard. Yeah. Um so I She's love coming on our that. show next week. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and then I'm I'm reading right now. Uh, I'm reading a bunch of nonfiction stuff, but the the I'm reading one novel, uh, the rare novel that I read anymore, and it's Nicole Krause's new book. She's my favorite writer, I would say, novelist. Um, and Nicole Krause's book is called Forest Dark. Her book is Forest Dark. That's her latest one, and um, I mean, her writing just continually just astounds me. It's beautiful and so smart and so rich and yeah I just love her style I really do so I'm reading that right now and uh oh I also at the end of the year I read Hunger and I really like it I really I I really did I I hadn't read any of Roxanne Gay's stuff I had I have Difficult Women here I have Bad Feminists I never actually got into them but I um but I read I Hunger put that book and down. really, yeah, I couldn't put it down. I read it in I think a day. I read it in Rome this last summer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you? Um, I'm reading Option B, and um, it's haunting. Plan and B, right? Option B. I don't. I think you said Plan 
That's plan B is uh, birth control. (laughs) I'm reading my plan B birth control packet. It's what you do when you forget to use the condom. Make sure I did it right. (laughs) It's what you do when you use the pull-out method. Um, No, option B. Yeah, option B. It's definitely option B. Um, And I think that's great. Um, I started to read the judgment detox. I'm actually going to take a break from it for a minute um, and just focus on option B And um, because I'm learning a lot from option B. It's just great because it's got – like there's this one part where she's talking – I mean she's just talking about grief – She's, which is so important because I think grief is such a big part of the like recovery process and we lose so much of ourselves and it is like, it is like a death. It's not the equivalent by any means. It's not, I'm not, you know, trying to compare losing one's husband to, to losing one's ability to drink, but there is a, a, a distinct and, and special grief that comes with recovery. Yep. And, mm-hmm. um, she just captures so many things that are like simple things. Like she write, she started writing appreciation lists. Well, that's what I have people do in my school. And she mm-hmm. captured, and because it's Adam Grant co-writing it, Adam Grant studies the stuff and he like, you know, he, he supports it with why scientifically this stuff works. And ah, she's talking about self-compassion. And I like, I try and constantly talk to, you know, students in the school about self-compassion when we fail. And the, and then she was able to come up with a scientific study or Adam Grant was able to come up with a scientific study that, that, you know, that explained why self-compassion actually aids in recovery faster um, from things, from all things. So <gasps> I, when you're done, I forgot one major one that's off my, that I meant to mention, but you just reminded me of it with what you said. Cause I love that stuff. Like the, the, the like spiritual slash psychological matched with yeah, science. Yeah. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, and then I'm reading, um, oh my God, what, what the fuck am I reading? Um, I'm reading too many books. That's what I'm reading. I'm reading the story, yeah. this, like the, the history of cigarettes. It's like a 700 page book and it's taken me forever. Mm-hmm. But the, like the, mm-hmm. like, cause yeah, it's like, for a while. it's my, um, yeah, cause it's a, it's boring and it's long. I mean, it's interesting, but it's boring and it's long. I just read a book. Of, yeah. I just finished a book about why, we should be smoking marijuana instead of drinking, which just had a lot of great stuff about drinking. Um, and then mostly, I guess I'd like to say, I just my 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 heart is so in A Course in Miracles, and my heart's also so in mm. Bhagavad Gita. And so I'm back into just um, picking both of those up and reading those, and um, Bhagavad Gita especially, Love it. Um, just because yeah, it's, it's one of those books. You know, Steph Snyder had us read it as part of our yoga training. She had us read um, uh, Sri Swami Sachidananda's uh, uh, very sexist patriarchal interpretation of the Bhagavad Gita <laughs> yeah um, and because they I mean let's just face it like this all this stuff it doesn't matter there's this really great idea that like we are growing up and waking up and a lot of a lot of of, of uh, seers had woken up but they hadn't really grown up and therefore meaning you know they uh, there's a lot of uh, there is a lot of misogyny steeped in a lot of the historical text. Yeah. There just is. Women are missing from the yeah. stories and there is so much fucking misogyny it's not even funny. And so um so yeah. So whenever we read these things, I think, you know, like a course in miracles, it's he, son, he, son, he, son. Mm-hmm. Oh my fucking mm-hmm. God. No. Krishna and Arjuna. I mean yeah, it's all oh. anyway. Um so anyway, it's yeah, but um so I, I have it's it's interesting because they didn't ever struggle with that in the last you know year and a half though I do struggle with it I struggle with it deeply and um and find it it, it's hard to it's hard to take that stuff seriously 
when the, it's missing it. But there is the difference between being able to like 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 waking up like you know conscious evolving and also just and growing up and 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 act, meaning like evolving as as um as a human. <laughs> um, anyway, so so yeah. Bhagavad Gita, Course of Miracles, and the Bhagavad Gita translation that I prefer is Iknath Iswaran. Um, mm-hmm. It's a wonderful translation, and um, and and the the introduction to it is seventy pages, and I find that the introduction to it in Iknath's actual writing is just so um, it's so important in translating. Uh, or in understanding and setting the ground rules for it. Um, and then, of course, in Miracles, yeah. I'm just actually reading the full text. And I recently re- read Tears to Triumph, which was fucking phenomenal. Um, yeah, Marianne Williamson. Yeah, um, and that is also kind of a translation. Like these these things, like Gabby's book, her new book, and Marianne Williamson's work, it always is – it's always a, it's always another way to kind of access, I think, um, the bigger text. So, Of course, in Miracles. Mm-hmm. specifically right even mm-hmm. her yeah. even gabby's new book yeah i haven't yeah. read it someone asked me to go she's here tonight in boston and i could potentially go but i i don't think i want to trudge in for that yeah i'm going to her when she comes here on the 22nd i'm taking megan yeah, it's, yeah. my birthday's right. coming up is kind of my birthday present i love hearing her talk she's a great she's a great orator all right yeah what about we'll go fast. Wait, days, you said what? you said that there was one you went <gasps> Oh my god, becoming supernatural. Um, oh yeah, you keep talking about that. That's completely I love it. It's so good. It's so smart. It's uh it's like all the things that you that you love that I love too. Um but he brings it together in such an interesting way. Um, or a, a very accessible way. But tell say. me about why it's important. To, tell me about your story with it. I think what's missing here in these conversations is why is it like rather than just telling what like what is it about what how has it changed you? Oh, this one. Okay, so well, I started reading it when I started meditating, and you guys, wait a minute, don't jump ahead. <laughs> I have to. I have to say this because it's part of it. Like, it's all about how you can change your physiology your i mean it's even deeper than that he's basically saying you can change your dna yes um which by by the way which by the way they just found alcohol there's a study that just came out that found that alcohol alters your dna like it actually alters yeah yeah yeah, I believe it. Your, it That's actually crazy. like affects your stem cells. Like this one woman oh. I had been talking to, I was subscribed to this newsletter, and I'll just say Adrian Nolan's newsletter, Well Be, and we she sent this thing about like she sent something about alcohol, and I I responded and I said, I I just can't like you're you know like I think if you're pr- promoting wellness that we also need to have a conversation about what how alcohol plays in that, and then we went back and forth on it, and um and then she sent me something and that article I you know like because it was recommended in a diet she follows and something that she believes in that it was recommended that al- you know to include alcohol, and um I and I and then she finally wrote me back and said and she sent me that and she's like this makes me think twice um because it does it alter of course it alters your fucking DNA and your stem cells like if you drink ethanol like if you if you like it's just like saying if you over and over and over yeah if you were like taking arsenic a little bit every day over time of course it's gonna fuck with your shit anyway okay sorry mm-hmm. as you were saying <laughs> um yeah, so it's about how he weaves together a lot of different points. So it's 
It is a lot of uh, quantum physics, a lot of um, neuro chem, neuro neuroscience, all the aspects of neuroscience. It's a lot of metaphysics. Um, all pulled together. And basically, this guy, Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza, um, has been working to really, with people who, um, people who just want to kind of change their lives and people who have had like severe trauma and, um, you know, really, really rough histories or rough health uh, histories or health conditions to change their physiology and their DNA through um, a couple of things. I mean, it also brings it together, like um, the law of attraction, definitely some Course in Miracles stuff, although he doesn't say that. But just that you can, um, he talks about like the way that different emotions uh, carry different frequencies, which we know. Um, I've, I've been interested in that since like David Hawkins' work, Power Versus Force, um, but that they carry different frequencies and that certain um elevated, you know, elevated states of emotion, like love and gratitude. Um, like you need, you can change, uh, your, you can change your, basically the way that you think by changing the way that you feel and vice versa. You can change the way that you feel by changing the way that you think and that your brain doesn't know the difference between like your conscious and your subconscious. So doing these really practical things like meditation, um, but specific kinds of meditation, um, kind of vigorous too, and really um, doing it like his as a prescribed way that he that he prescribes, where you're focusing on certain parts of your body, you're focusing on elevated states of emotion. I mean, this is all Kundalini stuff too. You're focusing on moving energy through and out and out your body in a specific way that you can essentially like he, the reason I like this so much is because we spend a lot of time or we can spend a lot of time talking about the content of our life, right? Like processing all the things that happened, um, going back and forth and back and forth and forever talking about what has happened to us. And he's basically saying like, yes, that stuff is important, but it's all an artifact. Like as of right now, everything that's happened before right now is an artifact and that you have the opportunity to rewrite who you are in every moment. And he talks about like how he has done that with people for a really long time. And he took a big risk in writing this because he's a scientist and he has been trying to like pull along the scientific community for, for a, a while. And he had a lot of people tell him like, look, if you write this book, it's, you're never going to be taken seriously again. Mm -hmm. And he wrote it anyway. And it's, it's so rich and so um, it's just, I've had these things explained in like many different ways. Right. Um, but he does it in such a way that it works for me. Yeah. And he, t he's able to tie together the spiritual and the scientific really effectively, which is a fucking hard thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and uh, yeah, so I'm just nerding out on it. I mean, it's a really, it's a dense book because it contains a lot of information, but it's, it's, um, it's not a difficult book to read, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's, it's I not like, it. yeah. So I love it. I am, it's going to forever be one of like the required readings for my program for the bigger yes and maybe some other stuff. And I've been doing it while I have 
for the first time in my life, gotten into meditation. And so I think it's helped me stay motivated to do my meditations. Well, it's so, I mean, that's why it's important to understand why we do the things, right? There's so, it's not just like knowing, like, like, no, it's a good idea to do the things. It's like understanding actually how it changes your brain chemistry. And like for this, like for addiction, I mean, like meditation, there is like, you lose your gray matter. Like you lose synaptic connections in your fucking gray matter. You actually regress in your, and your survival system is, is what you start defaulting to. And meditation, you know, like, and this is why, like, we teach like so thoroughly that meditation helps helps to actually rewire and create brand new synopses in your brain so that you can actually restructure and pull your like pull your brain um, back together. It sounds a lot like I mean it does sound a lot like um, there's this book called Meditation is Medicine and it's written by a mm-hmm. man who was a doctor um, who was a doctor first and then became a, a, a kundalini, then became a, a Sikh. Yeah. And I've yeah. talked about this before because, and I, I talk about, like I actually, it's one of the, it's one of the required readings from my school. And, and I talk about it because how important that distinction is because there were a lot of people that became yogis and then went off and, and became doctors. And there is, mm-hmm. I think it was, for me, it was so impressive that the, that the, the author of this was first a man of medicine who mm-hmm. then was able to tap into, and he is able to explain why, you know, mudras actually change your brains and, and why, yeah. why sound and vibration, why chanting actually like balances your endocrine system. Yep. And so it's like, it's, it is incredibly important to be able to tie, um, you know, it's just like why that one woman's book, um, um, Awakening the Brain, um, Charlotte Tomeno, she was a nun and she was a neurobiologist and she talks about the intersection of belief and brain and, and brain science. And this, it is, it's so important that science and spirituality support one another rather than, there's no competition. It's. They they are they are meant to you know they're of one and the same right yeah yeah totally and and I'm just as we're talking like I'm thinking of all the books this sort of bridges together that you and I have read over over time it's like Eastern Body Western Mind because he talks about chakras too and like all the ones that I listed and and um it 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 just pulls together so so much and he uses real life like examples of of people that have done his he does these really um intense sort of week-long workshops where Mm -hmm. he he brings people into these meditations and he talks about, you know, what shifts um, have occurred in their lives. I mean, astonishing, astonishing stuff. So it, for me, it's just very, I get like, I know you've been talking about this stuff for a long time. And like, I, I think it's the first time it's sort of gelled together for me in a way um, to include my own experience. Like I have, I could, I can really under, I love science. I can really understand it. I will, I love, I've just never gotten into the meditation aspect and his book is, it's about meditation, but it's not like, that's not like the, the, the point, you know, it's not, it's like one, that's one of many pieces, but, um, I think it's the first time it's just gelled for me and it's written. Like, I feel like when I'm reading that book, I feel like I'm tripping. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do. I'm like, this is, this is really weird. There's this one part and then, you know, we can let this, let this go, but there's this one part where, um, you know, quantum physics, uh, the, the, the piece that I always think about is that it's, you know, the, the matter that we are made of when you get down to the smallest elements, the subatomic level is, 99.9% 99.9% unknown matter, like no matter, like it, they don't know what is there, right? And 0.1% that 
they can identify, but it can only be identified when it's seen and then it moves. Um, so it's, it's, to me, that's like, there's 99% of the universe that we just, that, that is unknown to us. We don't know what the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how we have created a reality around that 0.1%. Mm-hmm. And we think that that is reality. Mm-hmm. And that is what we live in. And that is the, the sort of construct that we operate in day after day after day after day. And that he has this one part, if I had the book, I would read it, but I think I can do it. He has this one part, he says, you know, you wake up in the morning and you go looking for your pain and then you feel it because you found it, like, because you saw it, (laughs) not because it's, it's the only thing that's there. Yeah. And it was like, oh my God, you know, it's, it, it's so, it's so hopeful. Like I, I can't, that's the best way I can describe this book is so hopeful exciting that's really exciting Mm -hmm. yeah so we've gotten through music and books yeah okay (laughs) let's just do let's like wrap it up all right how are you getting your news how are you getting your news these days so I get I love the skim one minute answer it's so smart the skim app is the greatest it's breaks down and I know I'm kind of late to this to some people but I'm guessing there's a lot of people who don't have it and it you pick categories that you want to read it breaks it down into the most um like it the problem I have with a lot of news is that it doesn't talk to you, it talks to you like in a journalistic way and this talks to you in like a human way it's like this is what's going on this is why you should care and um they also do these little audio pieces where they will be like do you understand the dis- difference between um, like Sunnis and Shiites? And if you're no, like, no, you listen to that for 10 minutes and you understand the different kind, you know, the two main types of Muslims and why there has been civil war going on for so many years. Um, so that's my jam, Skim app. Nice. I also get CNN headlines. Yeah, but I like the Skim app better. What about nice. you? Um, Crooked Media, Megan turned me, well, actually the design firm I'm working with, they did their, whatever, like the, the design firm and Megan turned me on to Crooked Media. Um, it's for former Obama aides. They're just talking, you know, like they started it a year ago. Um, and just, uh, it's just a conversation among them about what's going on in the world, breaking it down. And then I also just, I am so fucking in love with the daily by the New York times. I think it's the best way to get news. Yeah, you it's like that. a pod, a 20 minute podcast. And it just kind of goes over what happened the day before. And it gives you like the most – like because it, it's the New York Times. So there's a lot of in-depth reporting that goes beyond, behind it. So for instance, like when when the, the um, Harvey Weinstein um, story broke, they were talking to the women that were the journalists that actually had been working on the story. And it gives you so much more color because they – like it's just – it's in-depth. They, like they take a little – they take a tiny, you know, pixel of what's happening and they go deep on it in order to give yeah. you a better idea of what the picture – and Michael Barbaro is just fan-fucking-tastic. So The Daily. It's just – it's so well-produced. It. I cannot stop – like I, I cannot stop singing its praises. It's so good. All right. I'll do it. Uh Technology. Well, I love my new Muse headband, meditation headband. <laughs> I have one too, and I hate it. I know you hate it. <laughs> um, well, I, I mean, it. because it doesn't. Here's let me ask you about this. So I started using it, and I meditate. I feel like I mean, I've been doing this shit every day for fucking five years, right? Like I listen to it, and I I don't feel. I feel like I can 
go. I feel like it takes me about five minutes and then I can release and then I can start dropping into it. And not every time, but sometimes, most of the time, let's say like 70% of the time I can drop into my meditation. And here's what I'm, ha- what I'm finding is that as soon as I'm about to drop into it, then it starts to, and I can feel it me, myself going with it. Then the birds you start chirping bird. and I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing it. And then the second I start, then I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing it. I'm there. Then I like freak out and then it's like, and it like, like starts going at me. Like, fuck, like, whoa, 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 hold it hold up there you're thinking about birds so it's like fucking me it's like literally fucking me it's like telling me it's like giving me praise and i'm like it's giving me birds and then the second then i start thinking about the fucking birds and then it's like don't think about the birds you fucking your monkey mind is thinking about birds you know i feel like it's this very mean mean like meditation teacher and well i was gonna tell you you can turn all of that off so that you could only see it at the end you can turn it so you don't hear any of that if you wanted. I really want to. Yeah, okay. So I will, I'll try that. But I, I think it's interesting. Like I'm going to get them for my team. I, th- I want my team to meditate five minutes before they lead calls. And I think um, it's a great way to like share. Like it's fun. Like you and I were like sharing results. Yeah. Um, and yeah. We got com- like we were competing <laughs> about meditation and I thought that was fun. <laughs> like the Buddha wanted. I like it because I mean, I haven't been doing this for the past five years. And so I have no, my experience with meditation has been that it feels totally um, awful. And like this gave me a container that I could start in. Yeah. And I, the first two or three, I remember because Meadow told me about hers. That's how I found out about it. And she's like, just try it because I feel like it might really help with writing or whatever. So I got it. And the first two or three, I felt like I was going to die by sitting there and not doing something like really like I was going to die. It was the most uncomfortable feeling. I felt like I was having, like I could watch my mind go. Yeah. I don't even know. Meditation I mean, I could sucks. Walk. Yeah. So, but this is, but it kept me away from doing it. I mean, it was that strong that I was just like, fuck this. I'll do other things, you know, yeah. like, I just don't want to do it, but it's gotten me to do it. I've meditated for like almost 30 days in a row now. That's amazing. Is Which really is amazing. It's a triumph. Amazing. And I, it is. It's a total triumph. And I'm up to like, you know, 30 minutes at a time and I can do it. It's like no big deal. And no, I'm almost doing great. it. Too. That's really great. Yeah. That's my um, favorite tech. Nice. So this is – okay. I just want to say I'm, I'm having a really hard time with Apple right now. Um, and I uh, – my phone, my, my $1,000 phone um, doesn't work half the time. And I went in to go buy a new computer the other day and the new models just look cheap and shitty. And I bought the last 2016 model, but I'm, um, I'm just putting it out there that I, I may not continue to use Apple and I don't know what that means. Oh, really? I'm so upset. Well, they're just cheap. It's just cheaper. It's just cheaper. It's not made right. Like their quality quality has gone gone down. Dude, I am. You are so, like the biggest Apple fan. I know. I'm surprised. Well, my phone doesn't work, and I've just got to tell you, I'm really fucking sick of that. Like, I have a thousand. Like, like Laura, I have a thousand dollar phone. Yeah. I paid a thousand dollars for this phone. I bought the seven S, and I bought the big one with the most storage, and it was like nine hundred dollars. And I bought that in January, and it's not. It's now not. Uh, it's now not working right because the software. Um, because that's what they do. And I'm just, I know, I know it's gross. I'm know. so 
tired of it and I don't want I don't want to not have my fucking button. I don't want to rely on their stupid fucking like like you know like non-button you know X and I just I'm oh yeah 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 the new phone the new yes and I just and the computer and then also like my like the lap I was like looking at the laptops and even the fucking genius that sold me my laptop I ended up having to buy the 15 inch because it was the only one that I could get that had the not that like that didn't have that stupid fucking touch I don't need the stupid scroll bar like simplicity and minimalism is what has made it work and they're now Mm -hmm. moving away from that and I'm just so upset and so yeah yeah, I, they own us. I mean, they completely own my life. It's talk about. And like, I've been fine when they actually when they were when we were partners in that, but we're not partners in that anymore. I am now their. But fucking, we are not. We are just owned. Yes, <laughs> it's so true. So so yeah, I mean, I'm just like I, I don't know if I'm going to get another app. I I can't believe I'm even saying this because somebody said this to me recently. He and I were at coffee, and he's like, "I'm thinking about going to, you know, an Android." And I was like, "No." No, you're, no, 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 you're not Stop thinking it. of that. <laughs> and I pulled my phone out and I was like, well, this, here's the problem. See, you don't have the 7S and here, you know, and I was like, I was like, please play with it. And and I was like, let me show you some features. Look at that camera. And like, <laughs> it's just like, no, you're not. And now um, – mm. I'm like, oh my god! And Megan, I, Megan, I was like, look, you know, like, like, let's get you an Apple. And she's like, I don't not have an Apple because I can't afford it. I don't have an Apple because I don't want it. And I was like, what? You know? And I mean, it's just like I'm starting to like, I guess, you know, I guess I took the blue pill or the red pill. Um, okay, let's talk about travel. Love it. Where are you travel? Where are you traveling to this year? Let's wrap. It I up. don't have any travel plans, but I've been thinking a lot. Um, I wanted, I want to go to Iceland. Mm. Bad. And um, I oh still God. really have Spain on my mind. <gasps> Laura, Catherine is going to live in Spain this year. And so you, let's go. She is? Yeah. So let's do this. Like, let's go to Ryvac, Rajavac, Rajavac, Shaka. And no, let's. That's, oh, oh, oh. You're saying let's go to Iceland first. Yeah. Let's stop there because it's cheap. If you buy flights there and you go through it, the, they're, it's subsidized by the, there. So let's go there and hang out. And then let's go to Spain. And then I can go to Rome from there. You want to do that? Sounds great. What, when? When? This year, when? I'm gonna I'm gonna take about two and a half weeks off of work this year. I got to take a vacation at okay, some point. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going. I'm doing that. That's what I'm doing. I and so, but I I, I don't want to say because this has gotten us in trouble before. I don't want to say yes, and then you have to be, and then you be. I have to like because I can't take off for two weeks, so I have to actually think about when I'm doing that. Yeah, I get it. Can you really not take off for two weeks? No, I have a daughter. I, I, my heart would explode if I left her for two weeks. Two weeks, yeah, okay. I can um, do it. And then self care <laughs> items. Self care items. Uh, okay. Well. I'm oh wait. Myself. Travel. By the way, I was just gonna say I miss Rome every day. Some there's this woman that you I do? follow. Yeah. There's this woman that I follow. Her name is C Bomb. I don't know how I fall ended up following her, but she's in Rome right now. And every time anybody's there, I feel like I I feel like I stumble upon my ex boyfriend and his new girlfriend. Like I'm yeah. just like they're like she's like at the Fendi you know headquarters, and I was like fuck you. And then you know like like when they when people other people talk about Rome when they're visiting and they have their own experience of Rome, I'm just I don't allow them that. I'm like it's mine. I'm sorry. Stop. Like just stop talking. You can't. Like, you can't. You right. can't. Like you don't know. You don't understand. Like you don't get to put. Like you don't. You don't know him. 
Um, <laughs> except Rome's a woman, so you don't know her. Stop talking about her like you know her. You don't get it. So it's funny. I, I just was looking. I mean, I just died. It's so funny because I can. I was just there, and I like the. But I, I get to this place, and I know I'll go, and I'll be like, you know, oh, isn't the same this time. But it doesn't matter. I still am like looking back at my trip there this summer, you know, like the same. Yeah. I just yeah. miss her so much. I miss her so much. It hurts so, so good. bad. Such good news though. I know. Because I wasn't so. for a while, you know. Mm-hmm. But I just can't. I'm not. I can't not. I cannot not. Okay. Um, and it. last thing is what are your favorite self-care items right now, Laura? <sighs> um. Well, I'm pretty in love with my bed. Like, I've made my bed into this amazing cloud. Do you have a Casper? What do you have? No. I have – I don't even know what it is. It was my mom's bed that she had for a couple of years. Uh, So when – so the bed saga is when I moved, I had a Tempur-Pedic bed. It was my marital bed. Mm -hmm. I loved that bed um, for comfort. And I loved having a king size. It was amazing. And I – really like struggled with the idea of going to a smaller bed, but the, but the room that I have, this house is, it's a, it's a tiny house. Um, and the room I have, it would have literally not fit a king size bed. So I went to queen and it was the, it was what Alma was using as her bed. I mean, she was never using it. She sleeps with me still, but it was in her room. It was my mom's old mattress and it's like a pillow top, but not too, too soft. It's just heavenly. And I, I love my bed and I've made that like I've made that into a like a heaven and place I really want to be all the time. And then I don't know, I've been going way deeper into essential oils too. Like I have um frankincense and lavender burning right now. That's my favorite. Every time I burn frankincense or diffuse it, I think of you cuz I used to hate it. Now I And now I, I love, love it. it. And it's favorite. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I've just been doing more and more and more of that. Like I use them a lot more. Uh, I've been using peace and console. Oh, which reminds me, I have your Christmas present right here. This little box will go out tomorrow. I have a shirt for you. I have, I need to buy you a new, I need to buy you more Christmas stuff. I kind of buy stuff throughout the year though. You know, I'm not one to like buy stuff for Christmas, but I bought you a shirt. This is Jesus loves sluts. I mean, do you get it? I heard you did, but you haven't sent it to me. I I know, I know, I know. I've seen you wearing it. Yeah, and I don't know what to do though. I don't know. I don't want to offend anybody. Like, I mean, do you get? You understand the sentiment, right? <laughs> yes, it's perfect. But I, I just, would have a hard time wearing it in public though, too. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, yeah. I wear. I mean, I wear it to the get coffee in the morning. And then I find myself like putting pulling my robe tighter around it, and just like I'm not ready to discuss oh, Jesus loves sluts today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I don't know. and then the last one is I have been taking vitamins like a lot of vitamins yeah and regularly and I'm telling you it makes a difference yeah which ones difference. have you taken I got the doTERRA there's like a vite uh, like a pack it's like a like it has like four different types there's like e-omegas there's I don't know, four different types. Like, so I don't have to think about it. It's just like a pack. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this for, and plus I do another, a vitamin D also, which has helped. And I also do a magnesium at night, which has helped. Yeah. I do magnesium too. Yeah. They're like horse pills, man. They're huge. Um, so I've been doing that and I've noticed for me, the biggest notice, the biggest changes are that, um, one, 
I have more energy throughout the day. Like I get, because I eat so like sugar and I sleep weird and stuff. I have like a major dip in the middle of the day, every day, like where I almost like I have to fend off going to sleep. And I haven't had that even in the winter. Amazing. And I crave less sugar. Interesting. Because I've been taking L-glutamine too. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think the act of taking the vitamins is just like one of those cool things where I'm like, yeah, I love you. I love you so much. I love you. Yeah, I I did that. I mean, I did so many for so long and I'm di- I I don't know. I don't really feel benefit from them anymore. I mean, I've tried I did that like you are I, probably eating well. You're eating so well that I don't think you need to. Well, I don't know about that. I just I did that like you're I did the vegan like GF mostly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 twice a day. Um yeah, no meat twice a day eating the the gluten-free vegan organic thing from Thistle and I drink and I also drink a, like a juice a day. Um but my energy is not great, but I'm also really fucking tired from work, so I don't know. Who knows? Um my yeah. self-care items are um I want to plug my friend Allison's company, Colique's. Um Colique? K A L I K S Collective. Um oh my god, her teas. She has this like this sleepy tea, and it's like I think it's like twenty six bucks for a jar of it. I mean, it's, her shit's her shit is it's it costs, but it's worth it. Um, it's this like organic like sleepy tea, and it like it literally is like it is like drinking like it, the experience of it is like drinking a spa. Um, I know. Careful. And she also makes this bath salt that I've been using and also she makes this like essential oil blend that's kind of to die for. Um, it's like got – it's got vetiver in it. You know, vetiver and I are like mm-hmm. BFFs. Yeah, um, you love all the earthy smells. Oh, well, I think that's because I'm so um, air, you know. Airy. Yeah. Airy. Airy. Um, yeah, I fly and so I need stuff to kind of ground me. Um what else is a good self-care item? I've been getting like I've been getting regular facials and yesterday I signed up to get regular massages again. I went and got a 90-minute oh. massage yesterday at um, – I go to this place called uh, Pure Organic Spa in San Francisco and they have this deal and they're good. They're incredibly good at what they do. Um, and it's not like – it's like um, – $109 for 90 minutes. Um, uh, if you if you do their monthly membership, it's $109 for a 90-minute massage. And I went yesterday and I just – I mean, it, it was just so good. And Massages I, are my favorite self-care. Like, bar, like forget it. I it's know. I mean, and it's just like it's so helpful to have, you know, like someone touch me. Like it's just like it's, yeah. human touch is so important. And like I, it's so funny because if I'm in a yoga class and I get like a – you know, like a minute long adjustment. I'm just like, oh my god, you know. And I'm just like, right? I can do this for ninety minutes. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's so worth it. It's so worth putting the money into. Um, you know, it's a priority. It's not that I have a shit ton of money. It's a prioritization of of how I spend it, and I spend it on self care like that. So yeah, those are my self care items. Oh my god, this is such a long episode. Do you think people are going to be bored <laughs> out of their goddamn fucking minds or what? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I I think this is one of the most fun ones we've ever done. Well, you and I had fun. Um, Should we end there? Yeah, I hate it when people are like, "This is," and I like this song, 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 and I like this book, and I like this book, and I like this book. Yeah, we kind of did that. Um, do you have any podcasts that you listen to? Are you? Do you listen to any podcasts? I just told you I listen to Crooked Media and I listen to the Daily. Those are my two podcasts. Um, I also like Girl Boss, Sophia Amoruso. Okay. Um, I, I do too. 
I I was surprised about that. You told me to listen to Roxanne Gay, and I listened to her and loved that. And I like her. I like Sophia I like- is a great interviewer. She does a great job of it. Um, I I really enjoy her podcast and her and I love her guests. The one with Leandra Medine was fantastic. The one with Gwyneth Paltrow was fantastic. Um, it's just the one with Kate Ryder That's from Maven. Huh? Why did she bug me, Gwyneth Paltrow? Uh, you tell me. Why does she bug you? I don't know. I've never like like been drawn to her. Well, there's a there is a I mean there's a privilege like you know it's just hard to connect with somebody that kind of like she, I don't think it's her fault but she does you know she lived a pretty privileged life and I I think that there's that lens. Um, yeah. So when she talks about things, it's um it's from a, a place of not really understanding you know that that us common folk <laughs> can't you know there's just that disconnection. Um, yeah, I think I knew that's it. I think props. Well, and in, in the and and in her thing on Girl Boss, she talked about this is the part that just fucking drives me ape shit. She oh won't. She won't. She won't. Oh, they're careful about. She's careful about talking about what product she uses, and she says specifically, "I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna fucking promote a. You know, she doesn't say fucking. I'm not gonna promote mascara that's got a chemical in it that's gonna mess with a woman's endocrine system." And also, we have an entire wine section on our fucking website. And also, we have a goop cocktail. I mean, if you want to talk about shit that fucks with a woman's endocrine system, let's start there and not your fucking mascara. Like, please go use Maybelline and fucking stop drinking. (laughs) Do you use Maybelline too still? Uh, I use Mac now, but it's the only thing Uh I use. Like, there's like four. Well, I use like I my I mean I don't use very much makeup. I use brow I use like a brow pomade by Anastasia and I use um I use MAC lipstick and I use um like MAC mascara. But like yeah. the thing is that's that's is where I have to be really careful in this because I do think this is kind of an important piece, which is um the shit that we put on our body, it takes so much for our liver to detox all the stuff we put on our body. And so if we're uh-huh. using Jergens lotion and we're using all or tide laundry detergent right. and we're using um all the, chem- all the chemical stuff, like believe me, you guys, this stuff actually does the more that like your skin is the biggest organism. It absorbs all of this stuff. And I'm not saying this to put more fucking pressure on you. I don't think everybody should live like Gwyneth Paltrow. But I do want to point out that like I, I'm very careful. I have a trade-off for the things that I know my body is gonna have to your liver has got to detox those things. And if you've already been fucking with your liver with alcohol and drugs and Diet Coke and all the shit that we put through it, your poor baby liver like it needs a break because what happens is if it doesn't get all that shit out that stuff stays in you and also like it stays in you and your fat cells and so it just is Mm -hmm. like it's what prevents us from losing weight and so i we get this question a lot because like people will be like i quit drinking and i've gained weight and you know and a lot of this stuff is you you are a sensitive organism living in a really polluted world and you do have to take some caution about what you put on your skin and in your body um, and that does include what cleaning agents you use in your home, what you use in your clothes and, and all that. So I'm I do- sorry, but it's, I know you're, it's so true and it is important. I'm just like, laughing at like that she would take such care to talk about mascara. Like 
and your little tiny eyelashes. Well, the first thing you need to do, like if you want to really care for your liver, right? The first thing, I mean, alcohol is the most, it's the it's the worst thing you could do to your liver. It, your liver cannot process it. Um, and so it's it's like that's the first thing. But then if we're talking about like when we start to return to taking care of ourselves and mothering ourselves, it's also taking care of it. Be careful about the stuff we put in your body and not being crazy about it either, right? right? Like I also – I'll still drink Diet Coke and I still, like I said, use toxic makeup and and I use um, Windex because, oh God, that shit. Like Mrs. Myers does not clean glass and I have a lot of glass in my house. Um, And that's like – but you know what I mean? It's like knowing your trade-offs. I don't know. That makes sense? I get – I hear you. Yeah, totally. It totally does and I am the same. I – have eliminated a lot of the the crap in my um oops sorry cheese i've eliminated a lot of the crap in my in my house um but but we still i I mean i still drink diet coke although i haven't i've been on an off kick for about three weeks but yeah i mean i I buy doritos and shit like that yeah 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 no for sure whatever oh my god we have to get off Ah, bye (laughs) bye guys sorry Thank you.